once again, uh, once again for us again, Johnny, for, to the Duo Sense podcast. As always, I am your host, Andrew Orozco, joined by the great, the interesting, the pride of Ottawa. What's up, guys? Damn it, Johnny. Did I ruin it? Yes, you did. The unnecessary one, Johnny. Okay, now okay, now you can say what's up, guys. Hey, what's up? There you go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> we have a info-packed episode today uh, for this week. Like I was telling Johnny earlier, I was struggling to find enough stories for this episode. But luckily, or unfortunately, uh, Sony... There was, was a big leak about Sony's uh, plans for the future. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, we're going to go ahead and get in our first story about... E3, Johnny, E3 is back this year after, you know, skipping last year because right before, let's see, that was March 13th, we had the lockdown. E3 would have been in June. And I think just for like insurance purposes, they took a while to cancel because if they canceled it early, they wouldn't get like their deposit back or something. So they had to wait for the state basically or the city to cancel it so they could still get their like refund back or whatever. So... Uh, yeah, E3 did not happen last year, but the ESA, that is the Entertainment Software Association, that's the organization that uh, handles E3 that puts it on, uh, put out a statement, put out a press statement earlier in the week, uh, April 6th, I believe that was Monday, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, so let's see, it's getting, it says, uh, it's game on for E3 as the Entertainment Software Association officially unveiled plans for a reimagined all-virtual E3 2021 that will engage video game fans everywhere with early commitments from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Interactive, Warner Brothers Media, and Koch, Coke, Coke Media. Not Coke like Coca-Cola, but Coke like K-O-C-H. And more to come. E3 2021 will take place June 12th through June 15th. Developers will be showcasing their latest games or, sorry, latest news and games directly to fans around the world. The ESA will be working with media partners globally to help amplify and make this content available to everyone for free. For more than two decades... Okay, and then it kind of goes on to like the history of E3, but we're not going to... We don't care about the history of E3. We're not going to look into that right now. So, uh, the main takeaway from this for me so far is, uh, again, it's going to be all digital. I'm guessing... Even with all the vaccinations and everything going on, I'm guessing they don't have full confidence that by... Let's see, April, May, June. In the next two months, that they could actually have a proper like in-person show. So it's going to be digital. Uh, the keyword here for me, in terms of like who is showing up, is early commitments. Early commitments. They said they have early commitments from Nintendo, Xbox, uh, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take Two, Warner Brothers. Because it says early commitments, it doesn't mean that more. Companies can't join, right? So, uh, Johnny, you mentioned earlier to me before we started that uh, noticeably absent, of course, is PlayStation. Not a huge surprise. They haven't been to E3 like in almost four years at this point. I think it's been three years. Three years? Yeah. Yeah. The one... Okay, so 2019... There was E3 2019 and they didn't show up to that one. Yeah, there was no code. Wait. Yeah, there was no code going on. Yeah. And I think... Did they show up for 2017? I mean, I'm sorry, 2018? No. No, no. Yeah, yeah, they did, I think. Oh, yeah, they, that's when they did that Kosa Tsushima thing with the flute, right? But, but they had, like, very little to showcase. That's right. They had very little to show. So, like, ever since that, that was the last one we got. Uh, not a huge surprise that PlayStation's not going to show up. 
I also noticed there's no mention of EA. No mention of... Well, I was going to say Bethesda, but Bethesda's under Xbox now, so that could be included. PlayStation and EA are both noticeably absent, and I'm thinking that's because they do like their own thing anyways, where like EA has like the EA Play thing, where like they have like their own like stage, and they show you, you know, like what mm-hmm. they do with stuff virtually. And PlayStation has kind of taken the Nintendo path where they do like little announcements here and there, like just whenever they feel like it, really. Interesting to me is also that Konami has pledged to be there. I'm just thinking, like, what does Konami still have? Like, they're not... A long-running joke in the, in games media has been that like, Konami has it doesn't make anything, like, really. They haven't made, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! game in a while, which they have a license to. They haven't made a Metal Gear Solid game since that terrible zombie one. They make pachinko machines. They make pachinko machines for Japan, which is basically a giant gambling, like, slot machine kind of thing. When I was in Japan, we actually got to play a pachinko machine. It was kind of, kind of cool. Was it themed after something we're into? No, unfortunately, that one was not the Snake Eater themed one. It was like some random caveman one. But if I could find a Snake Eater one, I would have definitely like recorded it because that would be dope. But uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think Konami could possibly have to show Johnny? It's not gonna be Metal Gear. Probably not. And if it is, it's probably not gonna be one that people will want. <laughs> Okay, I'm thinking. So I, I'm thinking I of Konami think IPs either, because of you know the last uh, what was it called? Um, Survive Metal Gear Survive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I'm pretty sure they've learned the lesson from that. Like that doesn't pay. No. So do you think it could have anything to do with Silent Hill? Because they do have that license. They do I have that IP. It. I really doubt it. I think it'd be too soon, anyways. My money is it being something like Castlevania related because that's like one of their IPs also. That'd be super cool. I but feel like Castlevania seems to be like the strong contender, just because Metal Gear not likely, Silent Hill. Would a full again. revamp of the game you think, or will it be like a very toned down, maybe a side scroller or something like that? No, they haven't done a side scroller in a while. Like they did the uh, Lords of Shadow and Lords of Shadow Two, and I think those were like open, like kind of like. Devil May Cry style games. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm expecting. I feel like it's going to be like another Castlevania, but uh, just the fact that Konami's going to be there, that kind of gives me a little a little hope that we might get something like we actually want. It might just be some mobile game. That was a <sighs> better chance of that. That would not surprise me, actually. You know what? You kind of you took the wind out of my sails now. Now I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, uh, that's disappointing. Nintendo, again, they always do like their little Nintendo Directs. So it's just like a digital thing. They just happen to do at that same time. So this works with the E3 format with it being all digital. Xbox, again, probably going to do like a, a Xbox showcase kind of thing. But if it's all digital, do you really care for it? That Versus is a question. Them, yeah, so that's... Unique thing. In an, a day and age where you don't have to be in person to like really network as much or to like show stuff to the press... Where we have like things like the PlayStation, uh, the Nintendo Directs, the PlayStation. Um, what is PlayStation called theirs again? Like their little shows. Uh, State of play. State of play. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. The State of plays. EA does their EA play thing. Like all the major like big players. Like they already have not platforms, but they yeah. I guess you could say platforms. They have avenues. There you go. Avenues for like addressing like their fans and like consumers, right? Yeah, PlayStation ranks in more views than. Almost all of them, right? And why are they going to share that spotlight with anybody else? Why would yeah? Why would they even compete directly with other people for the same airtime, right? Yeah. So that's uh, I I as much as I loved like for me growing up, 
E3 has always been kind of like the Super Bowl for like video games or like a second Christmas, so to speak, where it's like... Well, it has to be live with everybody there on the stage. That's what makes it relevant to me. That's what, what the tension is. The presentations, right? Yeah, the presentations. Like it feels like they're in the ring battling each other, so, fighting each other. I always... You know what? That's funny. You get, you get those moments like uh, where... How does Xbox share... When they when versus... they take jabs at each other, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, you're right. I never thought about that, but like, I think that's true. Like, it's kind of been like, okay, your turn. Like, let's see what you got kind of thing, it's right? It's the best of the console wars at E3. I could see that. I, I You've managed to express what I kind of always thought. I just never thought of putting the words. That makes sense. Yeah, it is kind of like a... Not cinematic, but it's definitely like a... A spectacle, that's the word. Spectacle is the word I'm thinking of. Like, mm-hmm. okay. It's like, so, like, one day we would have Nintendo, then one day it would be Xbox, and, like, PlayStation was almost always, like, on the last day. Yeah. And, and then, it's like, okay, PlayStation, you've had, you've seen what the other two did. Wow us, right? I think of, like, E3 big moments, like, when they, um, do you remember when it was, a uh, Shuhei, and I think it was Adam Boy's, uh-huh. the infamous, like, this is how you share games exactly. on PlayStation. Like, on the fly. <laughs> we won't get that, like, in, like, in a direct, like in a, a digital kind of E3, right? I don't feel like we would kind of get those like slights and jabs kind of. Yeah, and I feel like it's easier to hide things online as well. Like when they do that, when everybody's there, they're able to test out some games and they can figure out if this game is running on PC versus the console, you know? Right. Because so, you can see directly like, oh, is there like a PC near on stage yeah. or the controller? Yeah. Uh, the demo thing, that was one of the things that uh, Jeff Keighley always... I remember he mentioned it like at the last game game awards where he wanted there to be like an event where like people at home could also demo the same games that are like they're showing at the show, right? Yeah. And that's kind of like what he's doing with like Summer Game Fest, which again, that's another example like we have like the Summer Game Fest which for sure is coming back this year. Like Keely already like confirmed that. And, like last year that thing lasted like 3 months. Or like every week they were showing new games from like different publishers and stuff, and it's like it was like a three month long like event. So I like Kitty's event for it being digital. It's pretty cool. But what's the difference between this and E three? Like, what is E three offering that that people want to go and and showcase their games on their platform? I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Like, we don't really know what like what is, or is there incentives? Because like. Remember, the early commitments are from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom. Like, all these guys are big players. Like, they can do their own thing. Mm-hmm. For them to be involved with E3 directly, to be like, okay, we're going to collaborate. It seems like it just costs more, right? It makes me think either A, they're, they're seeing something that we don't see as like, consumers. Mm-hmm. Or I'm thinking, like, B, they want to kind of preserve E3 the sense, like, when things go back to normal, they want to continue with that. So it's like... Like, if we support it now, like, there'll be an E3 next year for us to also, like, support or something. Uh-huh. Or it seems like it's, like, a collaborative effort. It's like, okay, guys, let's keep this thing that we always use. To, like, let's prop it up again. That's my thought. I'm, this is the first time when there's, like, an E3 that I'm actually not that excited about. Like, it's, it's yeah, like... definitely. Like, it's cool, but I'm like, this isn't, like, the E3s of past years where it's like, oh, like, oh, like, you know, June's here. Like, when I think of June, like, you know, you think of October, you think Halloween, mm-hmm. November. November is Thanksgiving, but usually for me, I think November, I think of Black Friday. Yeah, I remember being in January, February, and then it clicks in my mind, like, oh, shit, when is E3? We're almost, we're halfway. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I look for the schedule. I totally forgot this shit was a thing, you know? Yeah, just because like, everything has changed. Like, we have so many ways of, like, we, there's, like, the... There's the Indie Game Expo. There's a, the, what you call it? The I just mentioned it, the Summer Games Fest. There's like so many avenues for showing, showcasing games in from like different publishers. Like, 
I feel like E3 is kind of like just like a relic of the past at this point. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's nice that it's around, but it's not something that's like needed because all of these people, with maybe the exception of like Warner Brothers, can put on their own like show. So, so there's that. So come June twelfth through the fifteenth, I guess we'll keep an eye on that and. Who knows? Maybe we'll get some big announcements. Uh, I'll still check it out, of course, just because I absorb this stuff like crazy. But um, it's it's a, it's it, it hits differently this year. I guess you could say that's the phrasing, right? It hits differently. So moving on to uh, the next story. Um, Outriders. Uh, this is from yesterday. This is, comes from comicbook.com. Uh, they usually cover non-gaming stuff but they do have a gaming section uh this article is by tyler fisher and was published yesterday it says outriders giving players free items to apologize for server issues outriders are giving outriders that's the name of the game it's kind of phrased weird outriders are giving launch window players on ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series xs and pc free items to apologize for all of the server issues the game has had since release. In a slow year, Outriders made waves when it released earlier this month, cementing itself as perhaps the biggest release of 2021 so far. For those enjoying the demo before launch, this wasn't very surprising, but it did catch much of the industry by surprise, and it seems to have caught developer People Can Fly and publisher Square Enix by surprise as the game's servers went down and crashed. As you would expect, the pair are well aware of how frustrating this has been for players, which is why they are giving players free in-game items in the form of a community appreciation package. After working on Outriders for more than five years, we were as disappointed as you that the launch weekend did not go as planned, said People Can Fly of the announcement. We ran into connectivity issues, which we have explained in full further below. Throughout all this, we really appreciate all your messages of support and encouragement, and they helped us power through and improve the situation. We would like to thank each and every one of you beyond just saying it. However, we would like to confirm that we are working on a small appreciation package for our launch window players. Uh, and then kind of explains like what they're getting. I'm not going to go into the specifics here because I don't want to completely read the entire thing. Okay, so yeah, there's a little bit more, but it kind of just goes into details about the items, the in-game items, which I don't know what they are. So whenever there's like a huge game gets launched, uh, the first few days are always like packed, especially if it's an online heavy game. Uh, developers need to be a little bit better at anticipating like what's how throttled the servers are going to get. Johnny, I think you mentioned earlier, you said you did try Outriders, right? You played the demo? I played the demo. I played the entire demo. You can play it three times because you have different characters. To right, play I, through that it. sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, the first portion of the demo is just fucking awful. Like you play with this one dude, and they, they show you how to shoot, how to take out your weapon. That part is just terrible. Um, then once you start getting into the main story, and then they throw you up into that wide linear, it gets really fun. When you start start killing people, it's fun. The mechanics are good. It feels a little bit like Gears, the way you take cover. I don't feel like I give it enough time to say whether it really is good or bad. It's just, I know for sure that first portion of it is just awful. Does it feel like like a high quality game? Like when you're playing, like, like did you play and think like, 
this feels like a triple A experience. I think it feels like uh, uh, what is it called? The Ubisoft's game. Um, Ubisoft. So with Washington. Oh, the division. Yeah, it feels like the division. It feels like that type of quality. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's good. Good. It's playable. It's it's fun, but it doesn't feel like a, a super high end triple A game. It's not like grandiose and like this isn't like a God of War kind of. No. Okay, I got you. All right. I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, in terms of like server issues, like there's a there's a reason why a lot of games like uh, Call of Duty and like uh, I think Battlefield sometimes they do like the the free beta thing like a month before, um, and usually what that is is it's not so much like oh like we're gonna fix or change anything, it's really just a stress test for the servers. So like Call of Duty, Battlefield, before the game comes out, like a month before, they'll let people play the game for free. And it's really just to give them an idea of like, okay, how are our servers handling this? And like, what can we expect in terms of like how many people are going to be playing like day one? Yeah. So they probably should have done that with this game. I'm thinking like just to get an idea of like, what are we getting ourselves into kind of? Mm -hmm. So what's, what they said was going on with the servers? They just can't connect or they're falling off? Or... It, well, like the article is kind of cited that no one expected the game to be as popular as it turned out to be. Uh -huh. So I'm thinking they didn't have enough servers up and running to like handle the massive influx of players. Uh -huh. And they're apologizing by giving them free in-game items. And that, from what I understand, as of now, like as of today, the game is pretty stable. Like you can connect reasonably well. From what I understand, the game runs fine now. I'm curious if you could play... I wonder if you could play the game offline, so that wouldn't be an issue, but... Um, is it maybe it's just a multiplayer-only game? Maybe you can't... Play, maybe there's no solo mode, so... No, well, I played the demo by myself, so I don't see why not. Okay, so maybe it's just people who wanted to play online, they just couldn't. Yeah. And maybe if you wanted to play solo, you probably could without the issues, so... Yep. So that is that. Uh, I know Outriders is, like, the big thing right now. I haven't played it, but... Uh, you telling me that it plays, like, The Division... That sounds about right, because I was getting, like, Destiny vibes, like, where it's, like, a looter-shooter kind of thing. Yeah. And, I don't know, that... I, Boss battles not, are pretty cool, too. That's not... That's not really my thing. But I might check it out anyways, once it goes down in price. You said the boss battles are what? They're pretty cool. Because you have, uh, like, different abilities, mm -hmm. and the boss bosses are the same way, too. Where they throw those similar abilities that you have at you, and then... Do you take on the... Oh, well, you, you didn't... You said... Yeah, you said you played single-player, huh? So... I was curious if you take on the bosses with like other players too, or no? I should try the demo that way again. Hmm. Moving on then to our third and final of the main stories, Johnny. There is a disturbance in the force, hmm. and this force is called PlayStation. Uh, we're gonna take it over to Bloomberg for this article from Jason Schreier, probably one of the top video game journalists. Uh, Jason Schreier, also notorious for blo for blocking people on Twitter uh, if they even criticize him. So a lot of people take pride in being blocked by him, actually. <laughs> Anyways, the article is titled, it says, Sony's obsession with blockbusters is stirring unrest within PlayStation Empire. Uh, it says, Sony Corp's visual arts service group has long been the unsung hero of many hit PlayStation video games. The San Diego-based operation helps finish off games designed at other Sony-owned studios with animation, art, or other content development. So this is like a basically like a little satellite studio that kind of like supports the other main ones. Because remember we were talking about a while back how there was like another San Diego studio? How many people are in there though? 
does not say. And you're going to figure out as I read this more that there's a lot of other stuff like that Sony does not acknowledge about the studio. Uh, but about three years ago, a handful of influential figures within the visual arts service group decided they wanted to have more creative control and lead game direction rather than being supporting actors on popular titles such as Spider-Man and Uncharted. Michael Mumbauer, I hope I'm saying that right, who took over direction of the Visual Arts Service Group in 2007, recruited a group of about 30 developers. Okay, so Johnny, that might be an answer for you. Internally and from neighboring game studios to form a new development unit within Sony. The idea was to expand upon some of the company's most successful franchises, and the team began working on a remake of the 2013 hit The Last of Us for the PlayStation 5. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Let me keep reading, but wow, what a decision. But Sony never fully acknowledged the team's existence <laughs> or gave them the funding and support needed to succeed in the highly competitive video game market. According to people involved, the studio never even got its own name. And that's why we just call it the San Diego Studio, Johnny, because no, it doesn't have a name. Instead, Sony moved ownership of The Last of Us remake to its original creator, Naughty Dog a Sony-owned studio behind many of the company's best-selling games and HBO television series and development. Deflated, the small group's leadership has largely disbanded, according to interviews with eight people familiar with the operation. Many, including Mumbauer, have left the company entirely. Mumbauer declined to comment and others asked not to be named discussing private information. A representative for Sony declined to comment or provide interviews. The team's failure highlights the complex hierarchy of video game development, and in particular, Sony's conservative approach to making games for the PlayStation 5. The Japanese conglomerate owns about a dozen studios across the world as part of its PlayStation Studios label, but in recent years, it has prioritized... Prior I always have trouble saying this word. Prioritized... Did I say that right, Johnny? Sounds right. Prioritized... Games made by its most successful developers, studios such as Santa Monica, California-based Naughty Dog, and Amsterdam-based Amsterdam Guerrilla Games, spent tens of millions of dollars to make games with the ex expectation that the investments will pay off exponentially. And they usually do. Hits including 2018's God of War and 2020's Last of Us Part II are exclusive to PlayStation consoles, helping Sony sell more some 114 million of the PS4. Does he mean PS4 system? I'm assuming he means... Co is it copies or is it the... I don't know. Console. Console, okay. Rival Microsoft Corp has taken the opposite approach, relying on a wide array of studios to feed its Netflix-like subscription service Xbox Game Pass, which allows users to pay a monthly fee for unlimited access to a variety of games. Sony's focus on exclusive blockbusters has come at the expense of... Niche? Is it niche or niche? I always pronounce it as niche. I say niche. Niche. Teams and studios within the game. I'm pretty sure it's niche now I think about it. I say it. both, actually. Niche. I, I think it's actually nothing about it yet. Niche. At the expense of niche, teams and studios within the PlayStation organization, leading to high turnover and less choice for players. Last week, Sony reorganized a, dev a development office in Japan, resulting in mass departures of people who worked on less well-known but acclaimed games such as Gravity Rush and Everybody's Golf. Which, let me just say, Everybody's Golf, really fun. The company has informed developers that it no longer wants to produce smaller games that are only successful in Japan. 
let me see if the rest of this is important. Oh yeah, this fixation on teams that churn out hits is creating unrest across Sony's portfolio of game studios. Oregon-based Sony Bend, best known for the 2019 open world action game Days Gone, tried unsuccessfully to pitch a sequel that year, according to people familiar with the proposal. Although the first game had been profitable, its development had been lengthy and critical reception was mixed. I remember, if you remember this, Johnny, I did tell you, Days Gone, fun game, not a amazing game. It's just fun. So, reception was mixed. I'm not surprised about that. So, a Days Gone 2 wasn't seen as a viable option. Instead, one team at the studio was assigned to help Naughty Dog with a multiplayer game, which we can pretty much guess is uh, Factions. Uh, I lost my train of thought. While a second group was assigned to work on a new Uncharted game with supervision from Naughty Dog. Some staff, including top leads, were unhappy with this arrangement and left. Ben's developers feared they might be absorbed into Naughty Dog, and the studio's leadership asked to be taken off the Uncharted project. They got their wish last month and are now working on a new game of their own that will be part of a brand new franchise. I'm going to read this last paragraph just because it's kind of right. Okay, hold on. Emphasizing big hits can also be counterproductive because sometimes games that start small can turn into massive successes. In 2020, Sony didn't put much marketing be marketing muscle behind the quirky video game creation system Dreams by the PlayStation-owned Media Molecule in the UK. As a result, PlayStation may have missed out on its own version of Roblox, a similar video game tool. Uh, parent company Roblox Corp went public earlier this year and is now valued at $45 billion. Uh, okay, that sounds that's that's more like speculation. That's not really news. I mean, that is news, but it's more speculation. Let me scan this because uh, this is a really long article. Okay, here we go. It says for their first solo project, Mumbar and his crew wanted to pitch something that would be well received by their bosses at Sony, recognizing the risk and expense involved with developing a new game from scratch. They decided to focus on remaking older games for the new PlayStation Five. Remakes are considered a safe bet since it's cheaper to update and polish an old game than it is to start from scratch, and they can be sold both to nostalgic old fans and curious new ones. So who's doing that? So this Mumbauer's team. This is the original pitch. The smaller group. Remember the we mentioned in the beginning the guy who took like the thirty developers, the San Diego one. Yeah, that's Mumbauer. That's this group. They're the ones who pitched this. Uh, well, I'll get into it right now. Rem uh, the team originally planned on a remake of the first Uncharted game. That one, to me, makes sense because that first one is super dated. And but it costs more. We'll get to that. Uh, released by Naughty Dog in 2007, that idea quickly fizzled out because it would be expensive, like Johnny just said, and require too much added design work, which sucks because that game really could use it. Instead, the team settled on a remake of Naughty Dog's 2013, guys, eight, eight years ago, Melancholic zombie hit The Last of Us. At the time, Naughty Dog was in the thick of development on the sequel, The Last of Us Part II, which would introduce higher fidelity graphics and new gameplay features. If Mumbauer's crew remade the first game to have a similar look and feel, the two games could be packaged together for the PlayStation 5. In theory, this would be a less expensive proposition than remaking Uncharted, since The Last of Us was more modern and wouldn't require too many gameplay overhauls. Then once Mumbauer's group had established itself, it could go on to remake the first Uncharted game and other titles down the road. So it sounds like the Uncharted remake was always planned, but it's like, okay, maybe we can't do it right away. We'll do that later. 
I wanted to get to the point though where it mentions how um, basically they got kicked off. No, I think I already mentioned right. They got kicked off the assignment and it died. Basically took over, right? Yep. Okay, I already mentioned that. Uh, let me finish off with this last paragraph and I'll be done. It says at the time Sony was going through a management shuffle and the new boss wasn't impressed. Herman Holst, as you might remember, Johnny, the former head of Guerrilla Games, was named head of PlayStation's Worldwide Studios in November 2019. He thought the remake project was too expensive, according to people familiar with the matter, and asked why the planned budget... Hold on, I got confused for a second. Oh, the reason reason was that this one was on a brand new graphical engine for the PlayStation 5. Mumbauer needed to hire more people to help rework the graphics on new technology as well as redesign gameplay mechanics. Holst wasn't convinced, the people said. All right. Man, this article is super long. I'm not... I, I'm just... I'm, we took away the main two things from the beginning, so let's just dive into it. Johnny, what are your thoughts on this situation? Okay, let's, let's tackle these in order, right? Last of Us remake. Everybody seems to hate it. Everybody on the internet doesn't like the idea that they're going to take resource, resources off a new project or a new Last of Us Part 3 to develop this... Uh, this remake right that's the gist of it that's yeah but i want to know what you think what i think i don't like it i don't, I don't want this i want the same thing I, I keep hearing from everybody else i want something new or i'd be down if they made a spin-off from part one if we got some of those old characters and they just put it on the new engine new assets and we got all these side stories because like uh what's the guy um macgyver the guy that's always making those uh traps um the one that they take the truck from yeah that I, for, I can't remember i would love name. to see his story. it's like it's his like a, it's like a one syllable name like bill max bill, bill. okay it's, it's bill. Bill, bill yeah you're right it's bill. bill was super dope and playing the last of us with his skill set would be really interesting mm-hmm. uh i wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of tessa or playing from the side from the fireflies i was wanting to see what would ha- what happened between the outbreak and when joel where we see joel in the first game like those because remember he talks about how he's not a good person? Like, okay, what did he do? Yeah, but I feel like a prequel is it's too grand in scale that Naughty Dog should do themselves. If it's if it's a separate studio doing it, I think they should take some of those existing characters that already have a base to, to go off, you know? My main issue with this is, um, and I think you'll agree with me on this, is that the first Last of Us to me is a... Pretty much a perfect game. It's a ten out of ten. It's way too soon, anyways. It doesn't. It doesn't need. You can't really like. You're setting yourself up to like almost fail. I think because like the first game is like it's a perfect game. And mm-hmm. Any any changes or alter alterations to it run the risk of like making it less than what it was. What I didn't like about this whole thing, I heard this from IGN. I would hate it if they put uh, Pedro Pascal's. Oh, like, just just to, as a skin, skin them over. Yeah, because it feels like they're making a ton of compromises to for the show. You know, right? I wouldn't be surprised. Like I remember, uh, I think I heard this on the on the kind of funny podcast. They kind of talked about this a little bit, where trying to do like the synergy thing where you have like uh, factions. Mm-hmm. Last of Us Part Two, the remake, and then with the show, like all together, like like kind of like a synergy thing going on with all of them. Yeah. Like, it makes sense based off of, like, for example, like The Witcher, the show, The Witcher show on Netflix. Yeah. When that show came out, like, sales of the original, of Witcher 3, which at that point, that game was, like, four years old. Like, the sales for that game, like, like skyrocketed past, like, what it sold in its prime, like, on release. 
like people like had saw that show like you know what like let me look let me delve more into this universe so like sales of the witcher 3 which were like, like you know after a game comes out like a year later like they, they kind of taper off right uh-huh. but like it's a huge spike in sales because of that and and some of the the i think it was greg miller he was like the he's the host on uh kind of funny he mentioned that if you were like the head of like a like playstation or something and you saw like like hey they came up with a show and like not only did the show make money but also like the games made money as like a side effect of the show mm-hmm. like last of us is like our probably most critically acclaimed title like last of us part two like literally has a record now for the most awards given so if i saw that I'm like we have like a golden goose how can we like capitalize on that so like from that point like you know from the capitalistic side i get it but at the same time i feel like but it's not, just not worth it. They're not doing a remaster. They're doing a remake. That's uh, yeah, top to bottom. That's what I don't like about this. If it was yeah. a remaster, I'd be like, yeah, better textures, higher res. Yeah, go for it. No, but it sounds like they're just kind of just keeping like the skeleton and just building everything around it. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't. I. It's, it's, it's a weird situation because it's like, we don't want that. Are we going to get it if it comes out? Of course we're going to get it because it's just Last of Us. Like, like... Who doesn't want more Last of Us? But at the same time, it's like it's well, kind of like when you go if to they're doing a remake, they're gonna do more Last of Us Part Two, which I didn't like. No, I don't want it. No, this is just a remix remake of the first one, though. Yeah, but they have a different like. I don't think they would change the story though. I think they would just update everything like visually, maybe gameplay mechanic wise. But that's a remaster. Top to okay, I guess if it's a remake, it has to be like scrapped right and start over again. They're gonna change the story. I hope they wouldn't change it that much. Or maybe they would probably change the story based on whatever screenplay they have for like the show, I'm guessing, maybe. Right? Like an adaptation of the show. Rather than the show being an adaptation of the original Last of Us. But what do I want that? I don't know, Johnny. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh it's upsetting. That's ups- it's upsetting. Uh I mean I feel bad also for uh Ben, the Ben Studio that was doing that did the uh, Days Gone. It's like not only were you denied again. They even mentioned, though, that um, Days thought, Gone was profitable. I thought Bend was getting a new IP. They were doing working on a new IP. Yeah, that was at the end. Till end so the they are. They are doing something, but they wanted to do Days Gone too, and they were denied that. They got, that got shut down. I was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. So Days Gone was fun. The story was pretty mediocre until the end, which yes. I don't think you... Did you see that final reveal where the guy comes back down on the helicopter? He comes back down the helicopter. Uh, who are you talking about? Uh, you know you gotta collect collect all the radios. I think it is. Yeah, you collect all the radios, and the the scientist guy comes and he speaks to you when you do all his missions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see the last part where you know the first mission when you go to the graveyard? Yes. Well, the last time you see him, you see him at the graveyard. Did you do that? I only I only did the story, completely the main story where we, you get your girl and you ride off into the sunset. I sent you the text. I don't know if you saw the, the video, but there's a major reveal at the very end. I mean, I always knew they were going to make a... I, well, I guess that's not true now. But I really thought they were going to do another one just because like, well, it kind of... Imp- up until I saw that cutscene, I was like, yeah, this is cool. I don't know if they should do another remake. I saw that one cutscene and I was like, I got to see the rest of this fucking story develop. It was so... It was impressive, dude. I imagine that's something to do as a mutation with, like, the it's, creatures, right? I imagine. Yes, there's I figured, a twist. I figured. It. I figured that's what the twist was. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out later. 
no, so yeah, so yeah, so, so Ben's studio with uh, Mumbar, that was like the head. He, no, 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 Mumbar is the head of the San Diego. Okay, I got it confused. So Ben, Studio Ben, the, you know, the guys behind Days Gone, wanted to do Day Gone, Days Gone 2. Sony's like, nah, it's not worth it, even though it did, it was profitable. And I feel like if they got like a second chance at it, they could probably really nail it. I think like, take the criticism from the first game. Yeah. What doesn't work, what does work, bring the hordes back, because that's like the best part of the game really. They gotta kill the wait times, the loading times. I I I think Days Gone does have like re- like heavily reduced loading times on PS5 anyway. So well, that's exactly that that was one of the main gripes for me. Yeah, so there's things they could have improved on, and just to be like denied, like no, nah, we're not gonna let you. That like, that sucks because uh, Days Gone definitely has its fans out there. Like there's fans of that game, so mm-hmm. that's you know I guess you are too, right? Well, so. most people that I I hear talk about Days Gone still want a sequel. Yeah, so maybe with enough pressure, Sony might acquiesce later. Uh, but then not only not being denied that, but saying like, no, you're going to be in charge. We're going to split your team into two groups. Remember one group was going to work on the multiplayer game with Naughty Dog. And then one group was going to be doing the Uncharted or yeah, the, really sucks, so they split their team and it's like, you're not going to work on what you want. You're going to be working on the, you're going to support our big boy, Naughty Dog over here. Okay. So it's Naughty Dog. And then what's the other one? What, what are they supporting? That was going to be the, uh, the, Last of Us remake of the first one. Oh, they're doing that. Ben is helping them with that. They were going to remember. Oh. The story is kind of confusing because it kind of jumps around everywhere. So they're helping them with factions. You're saying? Yeah. So they're helping with factions, which is I feel like how how much longer are we gonna have to wait for factions? It can't a year. God, maybe? who knows? I don't know. So I, 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 I if it's more like... than a year, I'm not gonna even be interested at that point. I think. Really? I don't think I'll be interested. If it takes too long, it's gonna be like one of those things. Where like okay, like. Eh. The fact that you're struggling to get this out makes me think like there's going to be issues. To get factions out? Yeah. Well, to me, it's like we created a big-ass fucking game. Oh, to me, I'm thinking like there's like, oh, a change in directors or change in vision. It's going to be very like not much. It's going to be very muddled and not like a cohesive experience. I'm thinking. Well, the reason I bring it up is because if Ben is helping them out, it's going to be like, okay, six months, you know, help Naughty Dog. Not that big of a compromise, right? And then they can get back to whatever they want to work on, right? So half, so they split the they split that studio into two. One half is working on the multiplayer. Oh, it's basically factions, but it's not it's not confirmed. But it's all but confirmed to be factions. The other group is working on what Mumbauer's team. Okay, now San Diego, mm-hmm. they were in, they decided to do the remake of the first Last of Us, right? Yeah. But then, like once Naughty Dog kind of came in, and it's like, okay, we're gonna help you out with this. The Naughty Dog pretty much took over the project away from them. It's like, you know what? We'll just do this. And like, kind of like, it's like, it sounds like they pretty much, cause Mumbauer has already left the group. He, he left Sony. Ah, all right. Cause it sounds like they were kind of like pushing them out. Like he, it's like, you know what? I'll just take care of it. Like, why don't you help me out with this? And it's like, no, we wanted to do this. And like, okay, never mind. It's not, it's not my pet project anymore. Right. Cause Naughty Dog has taken full control of the remake now. Yeah. So, and then, they have the other half of of Bend is helping out was helping out Naughty Dog's like you know what like we don't want to do this like we want to do our own thing and Sony was like okay fine oh so they did get part of what they wanted yes oh right. but now they're working with only half a studio because the other half is still doing factions as long as it's their own thing yeah because that was the thing at the I'm end right, kind of all right with it where they're working on their own IP on their own thing right but it's a new IP it's a new IP but it's not Days Gone too I'm okay I'm kind of okay with it like, this is basically I do a situation Days Gone. But I also really love seeing new IPs. This is basically a situation where nobody gets what they want. 
and they're kind of just like forced to kind of go along with it. Like like the San Diego studio didn't get to keep the the remake project. Ben doesn't get to do Watch Dogs. I mean, not Watch Dogs. Days Gone too, and um, what was the other one? I just oh my god, I just forgot. Uh, the Naughty Dog is and Naughty Dog is doing a remake rather than actually making something like we actually want. Nah, but that's I'm sure that's a uh, what's his name, uh, Neil. I think that's Neil's decision. Be like, no, that's my shit. Let, let I'm pretty sure right. he had a hand in probably taking the project back away from the San Diego studio. Yeah, for sure. But it's just kind of like, this is like a muddled mess. And like this whole focus on doing only like AAA experiences, like, like I get why, right? Like, and I understand because Johnny, I know you're a huge, like you're Those fam- are like the only games I play, the huge giant fucking games. But only doing like big blockbuster, like big games, like it's, it's kind of, I think it kind of causes like stagnation in a way where it's like, if you're only focusing on the big stuff, the big boys, like you're only supporting your biggest, like profit you know profit making groups then you're kind of like stifling like what could be like the next big thing or the next interesting thing that's done from a smaller studio with actual creative freedom definitely but at the same time i'm thinking like wait you're gonna give me something that's on par with horizons or dawn like you're gonna give me those big heavy hitters i'm okay with that and i mean what are the what are the games the small games that sony made that you're like fuck that game is badass um okay so let me think there are a couple uh ape escape would be one of them definitely that's but that was triple a back then no it was never really triple a really no it was, it was never one AAA. Of big games it was a heavy hitter but it wasn't like a console seller it wasn't like like oh dude like how you, you know you need to get a playstation to play ape escape like no one was getting a playstation to play ape escape really i think i was i already had a playstation okay <laughs> yeah but like uh that was done by like the, the the Japanese studio like they just closed like recently the Sony Japan one, uh-huh. like the one they mentioned Gravity Rush and all that. I think that was the same one that did like Ape Escape. So that's like. But a few years from now, like um, not Concrete Genie, but Dreams. You think people are gonna be on on PS? I think and six where they're gonna be like, fuck, when did another one of these on PS six? I don't think so. I don't know if there's gonna be a PS six, but it's Dreams is getting like support on PS five with like I think like extra uh, like some kind of you know a quality of life improvements mm-hmm. um that part where you mentioned like oh like the like dreams could have been like the next like could have been like roblox so i'm like that seems kind of very speculative i don't maybe no because little big planet never even took off like that and little big planet had like a lot of support from PlayStation. i love little big planet yeah yeah i i enjoy little bug i uh, little bug little big planet too but it was never like that wasn't going to be like a system seller in terms of like people bought it, bought PS3 or PS4s for that. So like him saying like, oh, like that could have been the new Roblox. Like, well, we're, never gonna, we're not going to know now. But so that's like an easy thing to kind of just throw out there. Well, I'm saying the big ass games that Sony has made or games we're going to remember for years. But I kind of lost my train of thought. But uh, I mean, do you really want I mean, like Siphon Filter uh socom those were the triple a's back then and those are the games that we're still thinking about right now those weren't like little indies right well i mean uh, part Which of that i still want the little indies but they're still they're gonna be there but i want right. i want naughty dog to like make something else again i want i don't want them i don't want an uncharted remake i mean uncharted makes more sense than the last of us just because that's further away from us if so i don't want another last of us i mean not especially not if it's a remake at least make a third or something like or a spinoff. Yeah, or a spinoff. But just do it like it's a waste of when Na- Naughty Dog is a studio. Like that's just a waste of. It's like, 
It's like you're going hunting and you're going out there with like a 50 cal to get a rabbit. Like, why are you... Why? It's overkill. Like, don't For waste Naughty... Do a, a remake? Yeah, don't waste Naughty Dog on that. Factions, like, I know you're big on that. I'm not so much. That's like whatever, but a remake... just They should have just let the, so, the San Diego studio do the remake. They should have just let Ben do Watch... Uh, I keep saying Watch Dogs. I'm sorry. Days Gone 2. And they should have just uh, let... Let... Naughty Dog do factions and then something else. So the show for The Last of Us is coming out next year? This year? I don't even remember anymore. I okay, think it was like I think summer. It's, I think it's safe to assume it's it's within a year, right? Yeah. So if if uh, the remake is only a turn the year for a turnaround, is that okay? Like, it's only a year. I feel like that's not enough time to do a proper remake. A remaster? Yes. A remake? Not quite. Try not, okay, don't want so, it anyway so so we know how you feel right because you want you like the i i love triple a experiences too don't get me wrong like i love like last of us the first one to me is like the perfect game mm-hmm. last of us part two like i love that game even though i know you hate it i love that game too uh horizon zero dawn i real i don't love it as much as you do but it's, i i i see what you see there i enjoy i can't wait for the next one but I don't want there to only be just like these are the four franchises we're gonna support. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't want it to be just God of War, Horizon. No, I agree with you. Last that of Us, like, Uncharted. That sounds like Xbox territory. Because it sounds like we're just because it sounds like they're just gonna be making like everyone's gonna end up basically supporting Naughty Dog, and Naughty Dog is gonna be just like the, the one big. big I movie. don't that I don't like at all. And that's what I'm. That's, that's what it kind of sounds like. Now I don't think. I'm hoping Sony's not that uh, brash or that kind of, you know, praising. Is that the right word? It's like not that kind of like, like, like we can do no wrong kind of thing. Because this sound, they have like, this is like hubris. I'm thinking of like, this sounds like Sony from like the PS3 days where like, yeah, they were yeah. just making bad decisions all the time. But they have 12 studios. What are they doing? Are they going to bring them up to? to well, a third of those America? we just read about, four of them. Oh, that's a good point. Bend the San Diego one that doesn't have a name. Uh, shoot, I just forgot the other one. Naughty Dog. <laughs> and what was the other one? There was another one, right? Or is it just those three? Okay, it's so like a fourth of them are tied up in the in this article. And that's just I don't know. It's just not a good look. So I don't know, Johnny. Do you have any like a final take on this? No. I'm just glad that Bend at least half of Bend is working on something they actually want to do. That's cool, yeah. They have their own IP and on their own thing they're going to do. Thank God that there's at least something to look forward for that series. Because I, th- I think that they're, they're a talented group. Like, you know, Days Gone, not, again, you know, kind of just, you know, beating the dead ho- horse at this point. But great. Mm, good game. Good game. I don't know about great, but it's a good game. There's definitely room for improvement, and I'm sure they know that now. So whatever they're working on. I hope it blows us out of the water in a year or two, like when they first show us what it is. You think maybe they're gonna buy House Marquee and Blue Point, and then they're gonna do their own thing. I hope they don't do anything to taint those relationships they have with them now. House Mark yeah. has uh, Returnal coming out later this month. Uh, Joe, if you can get another PS Five, please let me know because Joe Ash got his PS Five. He had two, Johnny. He had two. He sold one of them. And he kept one of them. Can you believe that? Scalping. No, no, I think he sold it for like the same price. I think he gave it to a friend. Uh, okay. But uh, Joe, if you get another your hands on another PS Five, please. I have the money. I just, I I really want to play Returnal when it comes out. Anyways, 
So that's the current state of PlayStation. I like how the article kind of drew the the uh, we call it the contrast between Sony's approach in contrast to the whole Game Pass thing with Xbox. Where like, are we seeing you know yeah, Xbox three sixty point version two kind of thing where it's that situation where like the three sixty was like the dominant force for the greater part of that gen. I'm still not convinced about Game Pass. Cause to me it seems like. It bounces back and forth. Like, PS2 era, like, Sony was king. Mm-hmm. Then PS3 era, Xbox was king. Two. They've only lost the PS3. And then PS4 era, Sony was a king again. And um, now it's kind of like, is Xbox a better deal? I'm still not convinced about Game Pass. Okay. And I say that with even more confidence after having PS Now. Because... Yeah. Are you saying PS Now is better than... I'm not saying it's now. I'm not saying it's a better product. Okay, good. Because I was about I was about to throw this cup at your head. No, no, I'm not saying it's a better product. Uh, I'm assuming uh, Xbox, the Game Pass, has more games than the PS Now currently has. Mm-hmm. But quality I, games. I, I mentioned that I was like testing all these games to see what I what I like, what's dope, and I've tested like 15 games in the last uh, week and a half. Streaming and downloaded. Yeah. Okay. But once I've tried like 15 games, I'm like, fuck, I like. I don't. I can't get to all these games and really get an appreciation for what this game is about to really enjoy it. And it comes down to, to time. Like I don't have time to get through all these fucking games. But with Sony going like, like heavy on the AAA, and me knowing that that's like exactly what I want, I feel like Xbox is gonna put out a bunch of games that are super diluted with not that high of a quality. So. I it's a time issue to begin with, and then I'm gonna get games that are kind of subpar. It just doesn't pan out for me. Uh, but you're assuming they're gonna be subpar, though. You don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely making that assumption. Okay, I because make sure like you like you read in the article, they said they got a shitload of studio Netflix style service. Yeah, yeah. And when I go on Netflix, I'm not like I'm constantly like what am I gonna watch? What am I gonna watch? Where's the good shit? And I'm doing, a, I feel like I'm doing a lot more searching than I am actually enjoying. I've done right? that before. There's been nights where I watch Netflix and I'm not watching it so much as I'm kind of flipping through the columns and rows like for mm-hmm. an hour. And either I go to bed without watching anything yeah. or I'll just settle on something that I've already seen because I know I like it. Yeah. And then I'll ask my friends like, hey, so what's, what's, what's good on Netflix? And then their taste isn't necessarily as close to, to my taste, right? It's not as, so it's have, not as refined. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm still stuck with like, okay, I gotta take a, like a quarter of these and see if I enjoy them. You get what I'm saying though, right? I, I get it, Johnny. I kind of get it. I, I I just don't know for sure if Xbox's approach will work. If it's as dire as you pointed out. Because right now they're doing really well, apparently. So... We'll see. And they don't have a they don't have a competitor. It's a Game Pass right now. Like Sony hasn't offered that option until that option comes. I mean, PS Now is kind of like there's a watered down version of that sort of. It is, but it's like the old model. And the older and the only difference is that on Xbox, like the major games get released on Game Pass like the first day, whereas on PlayStation Now, I don't think they. It's older games that get supported. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm not saying for sure that the, that this round's going to Microsoft or Xbox. I'm just saying eh, if this were a twelve round fight, the first round, it's kind of looking. No, Xbox is winning the yeah. the Game Pass 
they're winning right now. Yeah. With that offer. But uh, I guess we'll see. Hopefully, I don't know, man. I guess any competition between the big two is good for us because that just means that we get more options and better, you know. One of the one of the great things about capitalism is that competition breeds. Uh, usually, higher quality products get pushed to the surface. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess gamers are the only ones who really benefit from like these kind of issues. I mean, unless there's unless you unless you wanted Days Gone too, uh, in that case, you probably lost this. But uh, we'll see. And then somewhere in the distance, Nintendo's kind of just like watching them both, kind of just like with binoculars, like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, so we are done with our main items. Johnny, you just mentioned uh, something I wanted to dive into. You said you played 15 games, and now I don't want you to explain or tell us about all 15 games. Can you at least tell me what were the games you spent the most amount of time on? Well, I'm still playing um, Frostpunk. Has that gotten better for you, or is it still just the same? Well, there's different scenarios. I beat the first scenario. So you actually beat the game. It seems like I beat the game, yeah. Okay. Uh, it gave me an entire wrap up and like credits and everything. Yeah, yeah. It said everything. It said I was being very uh, an authoritarian. Oh, so it gives you kind of like a report card at the end. Yeah, it does, and uh, the game kind of pushes you. To that's be... our, that's oddly ironic. <laughs> you would be the authoritative like tyrant. <laughs> no, it doesn't give you very very minor options. It'll give you like, do you want? Do you want to rule with, like, power? It's very rigid in the two options that it gives you. And then it gives you a religious option. But even in the religious option, uh, it kind of makes you do things as if you're, like, the Templars. Like What What is the religious aspect in the world of Frostpunk? Like, is it Christianity? Is it, like, Islam? or what? No, it, it, it's not very specific. It's an it original says, religion? Yeah, it just says, like, we're going to go with faith and... There's portions where you have to sign, like, a pledge of faith, of loyalty. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> but it doesn't give you more options than that. Like, there's a portion where it says um, the neighbors are going to snoop on each other. I'm like, I, I don't want this shit. See something, say something, Johnny. No, I, did, I think I did pretty well. Like, there's a ton of options that I didn't select that were fucking ruthless. But, yeah, you get a report card at the end. Um, another game that I liked playing was um, Wreckfest. It's a Demolition Derby. Okay. It's fun. There's mics on it. Is that a PS4 game or is it like a... Uh, yeah, it's a PS4 game. Oh, okay. Um, I can't really compare it to like Need for Speed. Okay. But it's a fun game because the sessions are really quick. Um, What else did I play? Uh, Rage 2 is fun. Very... It feels very AAA. The story's dope. The mechanics are dope. Um, what else? I played the first Rage and I didn't like it, but you, you, you told me earlier about Rage 2 and it sounds like we fixed a lot of the issues I had with the first you one. You have to try it. It's fine. I'll look into it. Um, yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. I don't, I don't remember most of the games. I tried a lot of fighting games. I really like Tekken, the latest one. Mm-hmm, Tekken 7. Yeah. Uh, it's something I, I'm considering so purchasing. You're, you're maining y- Yoshimitsu? Yeah, Yoshimitsu. I played with Yoshimitsu, King, Akuma. Um, oh, that's right. Akuma's in that. I was like... That was weird, yeah. I was like, that's Street Fighter, but no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a, a full crossover, but I guess it's only him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was fun. 
What else? Did that? Did you play as Noctis, or was he not in that game? I haven't seen him. That's the main character from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Was also in that game. Uh, I played some of that. I played some. Of, what's the other fighting game with DC? Mortal Kombat. No. You said DC. No, no, no. Uh, with Superman and Batman. Oh, Injustice. Injustice. Yeah, Injustice. Jinx. That was okay. Injustice one or two. Two. Okay. You know, feels a little bit like Mortal Kombat, but well, yeah, it's done by another Realm Studios, I think, and it's the same developer as a uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'd rather just buy Mortal Kombat uh, mm. because they have all those um, those uh, cameos like Rambo, Alien, uh, Jason. Yeah, that's pretty badass. The Terminator. Yeah, some other ones. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. So those are like the four ones that you kind of spent the most time with then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, again, not much has changed for me. Uh, still playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I did check out PlayStation Now. Like, I didn't subscribe to it, but I did browse the library. Yeah. And you were right when you said, like, there's, like, a lot of RPGs on there. There's a lot of JRPGs on there that like, I actually want to play, but I haven't bought because the individual games are expensive. Well, you could just download them and try them. Yeah, but that well, okay. Just tell me, just tell me like what you want. Yeah, and I guess just... I would have to sign in as you I, I, for for the first time, and actually sign in as you and just like use that option. Like, I would have to set my PS4 as your main PS4 so I could use that. I'm not sure if it'll work that way. Try because that's how it works with beat with you playing the games I download. Yeah, but if if you I what I'm sign, saying? if I sign on to yours, I don't know if I could take advantage of your PS. Plus, which I wouldn't want to, but oh, I don't know if it that way. I'll have to look into that. I'll Google that later. Yeah. Or you could just tell me the games you want me to download and you could try them over here. Okay. In that case, uh, Trails of Cold Steel, Johnny. Trails of Cold Steel 1 and, well, I'll play the first one and I'll get to 2 if I like it. Sounds like a Western. Trails of Cold Steel? No, it's a JRPG. Uh, speaking of Westerns, though, that's a great segue. Uh... Like I told Johnny earlier today, we got our, well, technically I did, but I'll count it for the podcast too, uh, our first review code for a game. Like, a first time getting a game without having to pay for it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it's from the, the publisher, I believe, is Too Awesome. That's the name. Like, Too, the number two, and then Awesome. I can't remember the developer right now. But basically, the game that they gave me, I asked for a review code for this game called The Luck, uh, Luck Slinger. Kind of like Gunslinger, but Luck instead of Gun. So Luckslinger is a 2D side-scrolling. Uh, I've only played an hour of it, so don't expect me to go into detail. I'll do that next week. But it's a 2D side-scrolling kind of a western thing game where the the art is very primitive. Not primitive. It's very it's a it's a design choice where the art looks kind of a. The graphics are nothing like great. It's very it has like a very eight bit Atari slash Nintendo look to it. Okay. But the gameplay is pretty solid. Like the moving around and jumping, like you don't feel too floaty. Uh, a big thing for me in games that are like actually that are not RPGs is the characters have to feel they have to ha- handle well. You it can't be too stiff, can't be too light and floaty. Like you need to be able to handle well. And since the game is like it has heavy platforming sections where you're like jumping through pits and stuff, uh, and managing like you're shooting in multiple directions sometimes, 
the game the mechanics are solid so far i'm enjoying it uh there's a, the music is really good johnny the music is really good it's very very hip-hop very hip-hop oriented where it's just kind of like like um like i can't do it in my mouth so i'm not gonna bother if i was going to where it's kind of like, like i could see myself like listening like this sounds like it sounds like dope like dope beats and stuff or like uh like a dj set or something kind of thing um the game basically what you're doing is that l luck is like the biggest mechanic in the game like that's kind of like the not the gimmick i want to say but that's like the big mechanic in the game where so the story is that you are like a outlaw or not an outlaw maybe like a cowboy you're you're like you're basically clint eastwood's character from the good the bad and the ugly where you're wandering to this town and the town has like six lucky charms right not the cereal, but like like actual charms that are lucky, mm -hmm. and those have been stolen by six different like bandits, right? So it's your job to find these bandits, track them down, and get your lucky charms back from them. And so like luck is a huge factor in the game, where like you kill enemies and you collect like these little gold coins to give you more luck. The more luck you have, the more things kind of turn out in your favor. Like enemy bullets will sometimes like before they get to you, like kind of get redirected another direction. Or like if you're jumping towards like a, a a cliff, if you barely miss the jump, like sometimes like a platform will pop up for you. Okay. You also have this weird, interesting character that's on your. Uh, you have a duck, like a pet duck that goes with you on your shoulder, All right. and the duck will fly around the stages. And occasionally, I don't know if it's luck based or just random, but the duck will do something helpful, like it'll like harass like other enemies, like other like cowboys, and you can like shoot them while they're like distracted by the Spend duck. Mechanic. And sometimes a duck will go out and like, uh, not always, but he'll go collect the, like the coins for you or actually get you like your uh, heart, like health for you. Mm -hmm. Not always. He has, he basically runs on his own, you know, AI or whatever. So it's random. Uh, the luck mechanic, the so like I said, like you can avoid shots. Uh, sometimes you'll do more damage. I believe that's like one of the things. So if the duck is doing all that, what, uh, what's the AI for the enemy? like? They're usually just trying to shoot you. Basically, they're just shooting you. You have to manually reload, which is very interesting. It kind of makes some of the gunfights a little more hectic when you're facing more than one enemy. Because mm -hmm. you have a revolver, right? Like, on the top right corner is, like, a revolver, like a cylinder. Yeah. And it shows you what shot, how, shots, how many shots you have left. That's cool, yeah. So, when you go through your shots, if you go through six, and, like, you, like, forgot how many times you shot, you can just look up and you can see, like, oh, you're empty. You have to manually hit reload, and you'll start to load them up one by one by one. While still trying to fight two other people who are also shooting at you. Yeah. So it reminds me. It reminds me a lot of uh, in Metal Gear Solid One when you face against Revolver Ocelot. Really? Because in that fight, on the top right, it shows you how many shots he has in his revolver. When you're facing Revolver Ocelot, he has six bullets. And when he as he goes through them, when he reloads, is the only time where Snake can actually shoot him because he runs away from you otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's probably been a long time since he played the first Metal Gear Solid. It makes me want to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so similar mechanic is here where like you have to like uh constantly reload uh luckily you have infinite bullets so that's not an issue but uh manually reloading kind of adds extra stress to like all right let me get some shots let me load up while i'm trying to avoid jumping over shots and stuff like that so and there's also there's also an interesting mechanic where you can sacrifice half of your good luck you basically give up there's like a bar right you give up half of your good luck for instant good luck for like the next few seconds so you're basically, if you use it up, it's like a power-up kind of. You use it up, and, like, you pretty much just have only good luck. Like, things don't happen to you for, like, the next few seconds. 
Now, when you don't have any luck in the game, that counts as having bad luck. When you have bad luck, uh, shots tend to find you easier, even though, like, they'll go out of their way. Like, if you dodge them, they'll sometimes still hit you, which I'm not too thrilled about because that means it's skill doesn't matter as much at that point. So when it comes to, like, the rounds coming at you and you have luck or bad luck, can you tell the difference? Yes. Oh. The good luck ones are, they shine like a... So regular bullets are gray, and in the lucky shots that will stray away from you, you'll see them coming, they're, like, bright yellow. So even if your luck is low and you have, like, rounds coming at you, you can't just dodge them? Like, they're likely to hit you? Well, if you have... If your luck is low, you'll see more gray shots than yellow ones. The cool thing is, like, if you try to avoid a yellow one, sometimes, like, it'll auto it'll course uh, correct. Like, if you were to, if it was, like, say, like a yellow shot comes at you, like the lucky one, like it's gonna normally it would just move away from you, right? But if you like mess up for for whatever reason, you like try to jump out of the way in such a way that it would put you in the collision course, it'll still like it'll adjust right out of the way again. Like before it hits you, it'll like curl around or curve around or something, so like it doesn't hit you because you messed up or something. All right. So it's really weird. It's it's it's. I think it also affects like random encounters because there's like times where like there's like ha hail bales, mm -hmm. hay bales. I'm sorry, hay bales, and like they kind of like shake around. And then if you have bad luck, you're most likely to get ambushed by an enemy. If you have good luck, you'll like go to the hay bale and you'll find like a treasure chest with like gold or something. So, the game's mechanics it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Contra, like how it feels like when you're jumping around trying to avoid shots, taking shots, stuff like that. Um, the only thing I don't really like is that the art style is very bland and Johnny someone like you who's like really into graphics I think it would be very hard for you to stick with the game because aesthetically it's not as pleasing as most games today because it's but you said 8-bit it's very 8-bit looking yeah what is uh that's like Atari 2600 level oh where it's like mostly just blocky what's uh NES NES is I believe 16-bit huh because that's that's kind of like what I'm used to if I'm going to play a game that's like pixelated. Mm -hmm. Like Snake Rider and Roll Mario. Yeah. That's that's like... This I, is further back. No. Yeah. But it's, I, it's, no, I still remember playing like tank games. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like that look. Um, in a way, it's kind of... It has, it has its own charm, right? The game has like its own charm because it kind of like leans into like the whole hip hop motif with doing like Western like gunslinging kind of thing. It kind of reminds me of... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Samurai Champloo. It's like an anime. No. Where it's all about samurais in the 1800s. But like all the, the intro, the outro, they play like rap songs during the show. Yeah, I know the tracks. I'm sure, pretty sure I have some. It's a lot like, it has that feel where it's like, it's a period piece, but we have modern music. And it, it, if it, at first it's like kind of jarring, but then as you go, it's like, okay, like I'm kind of feeling this. So anyways, uh, I'll have a full review for that next week. If I, well, I kind of feel like I, Talked about most of the game already, so maybe not. Uh, but I actually got it through. Um, I got the review code because I sometimes uh, write uh, articles and like opinion pieces for this small site. Besides doing the podcast, right? Johnny knows. Uh, I sometimes write for this uh, website called GeekNewsNow.net. Uh, so if you guys ever want to check that out, uh, look for my name and you'll see the stuff that I've written on there. Uh, but it's cool though, cause it's kind of somewhat legitimizes what we do in a way. So like, I mean, I've always been timid about asking for like review codes and now like that got like first one, like, hell, okay. Worst case scenario, they just tell me no. So like I can reach out and try some other ones and maybe we can get some like 
you know, interesting games for the podcast. So, uh, I think that kind of sums up that. Uh, Johnny, is it your turn or my turn? It's your turn. <sighs> I was hoping you forgot. It is my turn. All right. So, let's go ahead and do this. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are starting the pitch. For those of you who don't know, we have two cylinders full of uh, basically paper. And each of the cylinders has a uh, one is theme in terms of like settings like World War II, uh, I think Colonial, I think Space, just settings for games. The other one is genres like RPGs, first person shooters, racing games, stealth. And we randomly choose one from each, mash them together and try to come up with a viable game to pitch along with a good name. And the ideal developer for said game. Let's recircle that. Well, see what you got. I got jungle. And I got platformer. I don't know if I suck at this or you just get all the good ones. Jungle platformer? That sounds like good to you? Sounds like Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, that is Donkey Kong. <laughs> Can I just pitch Donkey Kong then? Or is that just too easy? Obviously, we can't pitch that. Okay, that's right. Because we do have a separate one where it is like a known established franchise. That, like you want to make one for that. Uh, jungle platformer. Do you think I should just pick again or should I just go with it? You got jungle and what? Platformer. Let's get rid of the platformer. Let's go with something else. I did jungle last time. Remember when I did the gorilla one about like survival? That's right. Yeah, you're not mixing them right. I'm just going gonna, gonna to swap out jungle. Just Let me... take them all out and then pick one. No, that, completes the ran that defeats the randomness of it. No, I mean like in a pile. Because right. you're not you're not hitting those bottom ones. Yeah, I see what you mean. Kind of. Oh, uh, let me just see what I got here. If it works, if it's not one I've chose before. Well, what about you're gonna swap this one out? No, I'm gonna keep that one. I'm keeping platformer. I feel like you're not hitting the bottom on that. All right. Okay. So the That's new setting said. is nuclear slash post apocalyptic. Nuclear. Okay. All right. Then you can go for one of the ones that comes out from the bottom then. Like this one right here. I'll keep platform. Okay, I'll push that off to the side. And this one is uh, racing. Twist the metal. That's not post-apocalyptic, is it? It could be. If, if it isn't, it could be easily. Nuclear post-apocalypse and racing. This sounds like Death Race. Have you seen that movie? No. Oh, it sounds like Mad Max also, like Fury Road. I've seen that for sure. Yeah. Is there racing or is there just cars in it? It's open world. No, the movie. Oh, the movie. Them. What about yeah. it? Is there racing or is it just cars? Like, they just happen to use. It's like chases. Okay. So, nuclear. I was just going to propose, like, Fallout with racing. I fucking right? knew. <laughs> I knew it. Fallout racing. I would, I would play the crap out of that. Fallout racing? Like, Donkey big... Kong racing? Or like Mario, Mario Kart? Kart, yeah. That does sound fun. Fallout Racing, like you can choose between like you can be like can... the little vault, the little vault tech kid, the, little, right. the one's always doing like the smiling with the thumb up. Yeah, yeah. You can be like a a mute a, a goal. Throw cockroaches a... out your window. There you go. Like radiated slime in the to make them slide. Exactly. You see, the game writes itself. And then, uh, what do we do with the bottle caps? 
You can buy your cars with the bottle, bottle caps. Bottle caps are the are the coins from the in game currency. But yeah. you buy cars and buy upgrades. You can buy upgrades. There you go. You can add like new tires, a new like maybe you can put like if put spikes on your rim so if enemies get too close, like they slow down, like they hit the sides kind of thing, uh-huh. like on a chariot kind of thing. Yeah, Fallout Racing. That and it's like the, I'm trying to think of the little cover, like it's like little chibi characters with like you know like like kind of like Mario Kart does, like yeah. the little you know like a little cutesy look. I would play the crap out of that if that was a real thing. Fallout Racing. So there you go. So what about the mutated animals? How do those come into play? They would be just road obstacles. Maybe they slow you down kind of thing. Just like a Mario Kart has like the thwomp blocks. Sometimes they block you. Yeah, I think it should be part of the track. Yeah. Like the scorpion it's comes like, in. It's like, oh crap, a rat scorpion has wandered onto the track. Like, you know, like deal with it somehow or something. Does it have a story? Hmm. There needs to be a story, right? Fallout is really good with story. Um... So let's see. Fallout. Every Fallout game is based on a real region. Like there's Washington D.C., there's Boston, there's uh, Vegas. Make it Tokyo. Was, would Tokyo be conductive to a racing environment? Yeah, they have Tokyo Drift. But the streets are small. Yeah, okay, they have Tokyo Drift. But like most of that racing is done inside of a parking complex, a parking structure. <laughs> well, it's still a thing. Okay, so let's say in the future, in the year 23... I forget that's what century Fallout takes place in, but it's like 23-something. Uh, just for sake of ease, we'll make it in L.A. Okay? L.A. Okay. It is Los Angeles in the future. Uh, Hollywood Hills. The nukes have destroyed all of the U.S., and there is a contest... For okay, so there's a every year in LA, whoever's still around, like the big players, they throw on the race. The race is for resources like food and water and other things, and there's an entry fee, and they race around the Hollywood Hills in the nuclear post-apocalyptic setting. What about the the main plot line? Is they have to race to deactivate the last nukes it's gotta be something about nukes I mean we could also race that's true like what are the level design like we race around the nuclear site <laughs> it's the just glowing hills. green the whole place I would no we said Hollywood down. we said Hollywood Venice Beach okay we got dune buggies well, there dune you buggies go in Venice there you go so it sounds like Mad Max car. now. I'm thinking Mad Max now. We'll do no, movies. we need all kinds of cars. We need dune buggies. We need race Ice cars. cream trucks. Ice cream trucks, yes. Just for that Twisted Metal reference. Uh, maybe there's like one person who's like using like a... Uh, we got lowriders. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic lowriders. Um, the story can just be like, hey, like you're just, you know, wandering in into LA from another region. You need you want to you know establish a good like settlement or like good start for yourself. So you need resources. It's like hey, there's this race going on that happens once a year, and like everybody you know who has, who's anybody's gonna be there. And you can you know if you win this thing, you can they make some connections and network with others, make a name for yourself. And, and it's they, open world. Yeah, all Fallout games are open world, so I feel like this would start to be open world. Uh, maybe you're. I don't know if you would get out of your car, but. You can like you know no, drive around too much. Yeah, I guess you could like drive around and stuff, and um... and there'd be like uh, different set pieces, like you drive drive and see the Hollywood stars. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fallout's always good at doing. Yeah. Fallout does the parodies of like real life stuff really well. Like in Fallout Four, like MIT is like the is like the head of like the big science like division of like the like the enemies or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they make MIT into like the that's like the big like that's where all the advanced like weapons and stuff are from. Um. Or like in New Vegas, like the strip, the the Vegas strip, where all the casinos are. Like there's like ruling families that govern each like stu- each of the casinos and stuff. So so who's gonna make it? It's still gonna be. It would have to be Bethesda because they they don't <laughs> make card games though. Mm, that's true. Okay, we're gonna do a cross collaboration with Bethesda, EA, and okay EA. I was gonna say Polyphony, but like I don't think Sony Studio would play well with an Xbox owned studio, so. It would have to be EA. EA works on the racing mechanics. Then but... you get bottle caps for your microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. There's that cop caveat when you're getting in bed with EA. Oh, yes. money's gonna be involved. Yeah. So uh, Fallout Racing, developed by as a joint venture between Bethesda GameWorks and uh, EA. Uh, yeah, that's the name. That's the studio. That's what that's are loot my boxes page. like. You shake a box and you get a rat carcass. Oh, I thought you meant like for like skins and stuff. Like, loot boxes would be for skins basically. And like, uh, I don't know. Is it pay to win? Are we playing? Is this like an online? Is it an online thing? Are people? I can't think of anything you would pay for that would give you an advantage because most oh unlock characters maybe unlock new cars. Yeah, which is skins or aesthetics. Yeah. Skins, emotes, emotes, victory poses. Emotes, yeah. that, that would very much be EA's alley of like doing paint your car. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I like the color before. Okay, you got to pay to paint it back. <laughs> From rust to chrome. Yeah, you just pour some CLR on it. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to rethink this whole EA thing. I don't know. I'm, they're ruining my vision for the game. <laughs> you got that's all that's it did you have any final closing words on today's uh, anything you just want to get out there johnny about the game about games in general do not make the remake for the last of us part two i would think as uh, since you did not like that I mean, game for the part one part oh okay okay yeah what were you gonna say about part two no i thought i thought you were serious and you're like you didn't like the last of us part two like wouldn't you want a remake of that like to fix it maybe a recut to change like the flashbacks and a lot of that. Uh, uh the the Druckmann cut or something like. No, I don't want a Druckmann cut. No. No, but it's kind of like the whole like in ju- the whole the Justice League. You got the Snyder cut kind of thing. No way. The game is already long as long as it is. The story is, it's not. It's, it's too long. It's, it's like it's like we went back to remaster Last of Us Part Two. We ended up just cutting up like. A third, like th- two thirds of the story, added an extra like five, six hours to the game. <laughs> Dude, if they could just completely cut Abby out of the game, <laughs> I'd be so content. That would be a really short game. Dude, that is like all I really want. So why don't you just play the game up until Abby and just like, yep, that's where the game ended? <laughs> because Ellie's at the end. Ah, oh, that's right. You still need that resolution. The a- okay, we'll call it the Ellie cut. They could still have the cutscenes for Abby. I just don't want to play as her. So, The Last of Us Part Two, the Ellie cut. 
where they, you literally just surgically remove the Abby section and you go straight from... Yeah, and Abby dies. You go straight from the theater section straight to hunting her down in California. Abby has to die and then just call it, call it uh, Joel's Revenge or Joel's Cut. Joel's Revenge. <laughs> that sounds like the sequel to the last, the first game, like Last of Us 2. Joel's Revenge. <laughs> He's already had enough revenge. He's killed a lot so many people. No, but that's... Let's move on. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If you managed to stick this uh, with us this far, uh, we're at about an hour and 20 minutes. One of our longer episodes, but uh, we appreciate uh, anyone who is listening to us or just, uh, you know, spending time listening to our podcast, whether you're like me and you listen while driving long commutes or while you're washing dishes like I do or just anything. Just to, the fact that you guys find time to actually listen. Uh, whether you're somebody I personally know who I tell you, please listen, or you're just a complete stranger, uh, we really appreciate it, guys. It's, I mean, we mostly do this for fun, but we also kind of, it's nice to know there's people listening, right, Johnny? We mostly do this, sure. we mostly do it for fun, but um, who knows, maybe one day we'll blow up or something, that'd be dope. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, uh, you want to tell Johnny that he sucks, um, Go ahead and uh, message us at duosensepodcast at yahoo.com. You can shut up, Johnny. <laughs> you can also reach us uh, at our, tw- we have a Twitter account too. I don't think I told Johnny about that, but we no, do. You haven't. Yeah, we have a Twitter account where I, I try to promote our episodes. Uh, it is Duosense Podcast, pretty much the same thing. That's the Twitter handle. Uh, reach at us either of those two places and if it's something appropriate enough or if i think it'll get a laugh out of johnny i will read it during the next episode uh again shout out to joe uh who gave us the intro you will most likely hear at the beginning of this episode and i think that completes her yeah i'll do it so ladies and gentlemen please uh drive safely out there take care and that is it goodbye are you gonna say goodbye, Johnny? Bye, guys. Peace. You know, you know what Chris Brown says, right, Johnny? What do he say? There's never a right time to say goodbye, except at the end of the podcast. It's like, yeah, except at the end yeah. of the podcast. All right, bye.